0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Guardians. Jay here, and welcome to the Return to Focus Fire podcast extravaganza, the first crossover podcast mashup, taking a dollop of Return to Orbit and a handful of Focus Fire chat blending it up and cramming it through, well, your ear holes until it feels good. You can expect lore galore with a look at the inner workings of the Prison of Elders and an in-depth breakdown of the new Destiny update and news. But before we jump into that, we should probably find out who's joining us this week for our mashed-up fire team. First up joining me from my side of the pond
1: is Mark. How you doing, Mark? How's your week been? Hello, Jay, and listeners. It's uh, different to be live, isn't it? <laughs> First time, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good, getting into the update. I had a bit of a, my first nice drop just before we went live, uh, 3.24, uh, Shadow price, which is my first uh, primary above 3.20, so I'm quite happy about that, but loving the update, really, really happy with it, I'm sure we'll discuss it later on, but uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Awesome, yeah, we should have probably mentioned that at the top of the show really, we are
0: recording live, um, we're on twitch.tv forward slash return underscore two underscore orbit underscore podcast, which I agree with Joe, Still love underscores, um, or you can find us at www.twitch.tv forward slash focused fire chat. So up next, we have Blue from the Focus Fire team. How's it going, guys?
2: Good, good. How are you? How was your week, man? Uh it has been a super busy week. Not not because of game. Well, because of the gameplay. So that just means that I haven't had sleep, and because also, you know, adulting. Happens and always gets in the way of having fun. So been busy, been busy, but it's a good one. We've gotten a lot of a lot of new information that we're having fun looking at and the gameplay. I've been pretty happy with it. I've only gotten to play a little bit, but it's been pretty fun. Yeah, I
0: completely agree with that. And uh, also missing from your FI team, unfortunately, are Willie due to technical issues and Alan due to adulting again. So, uh, but we're sending all our thoughts out to you, and we wish you know we'll definitely get you guys back uh, to chat with us in the future. So, as a tradition with the RTO podcast. Um, we do the Nightfall challenges. Basically, we all take a stab at what we think the Nightfall is going to be for the upcoming week with some random modifiers, and we've got a point system. Now, we've not really figured out what it's going to achieve, <laughs> but in the end of the year, we're going to tally up everyone's results, and I think we're going to do a prize for the, the one with the most, and uh still thinking of a punishment for the one with the least points. So, um, yeah, we're still... <laughs> got some ideas and it's not going to be fun um yeah so that's going to be interesting and um if for our listeners uh, the jacksons still have no points so uh you know tr- good old trend there but i think it's still myself and joe at the top of the leaderboard so as our guest just take a stab blue what do you reckon the nightfall is going to be next week and some random modifiers just plucked from the air
2: as someone who hasn't played the nightfall in i don't even know how long I, I i don't even remember the last time i played the night well no you know what i do it's when they took away my flaming head as soon as they took away the uh, blue fire i was like i'm done yeah, yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I do do miss that to be fair i mean realistically awesome, nightfall year twos have been absolutely pointless however this week i have done three and it's good getting back because it's a good source of gear and i think this week pre-update it was fallen saber so no one asked on team got that and then after update it was it was the malloc strike What's so again one no, yeah no one got any points there so no <laughs> points to the rto clan so uh <laughs> unlucky guys nil <laughs> so go on blue what, oh, take man. A stab. what do you reckon it'll be
2: given oh geez I have no idea. Let's let's just go with yeah. Let's. I'm seeing in chat right now that Winter's Run. I'm given that we have the new version of the Archon Priest. I'm going to actually go with the Archon Priest one because I'm curious to see. I don't even know if that thing's been out yet because I, like I said, I haven't paid attention. I don't pay attention to strikes. I just usually play those story <laughs> missions, and I'm terrible at poking into corners where I'm not supposed to and getting. <laughs> Killed by the architects. So, like, my my trick's getting caught up in the environment. (laughs) Yeah. I'm (laughs) really good at finding the random rocks that you drive your sparrow into and blow up. I'm really, really good at that. If you need to know where any of those are, I probably have found out most of them. So, Sparrow Racing League was, there was a lot of (laughs) choice words being said because of random (laughs) corners. So, yeah, let's let's do the Archon Priest. Ed. And. To be like modifiers. And modifier? Oh Jesus. Um <laughs> Let's Oh man. I don't even remember the modifier. Let's do Juggler was always a fun one for me. And then <laughs> uh let's just make it really painful and say Arcburn. That would be painful. That would be painful. Mark, what are you saying?
1: Uh I'm gonna pick a Jackson favorite and go for Omnigal. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna have Trickle and Specialist. That'll be good,
0: that'll be good. Well, you both picked both of my choices, so uh, <laughs> I'm going for Archon Priest as well, and I'm going Arkburn and Trickle. So I'm going to take a bit of both, so uh, hopefully I can get a leg up above Joe. Not in that way. And, um, yeah... Watch out for our twitters to make sure to see the other guys' uh, guesses. So, well, what we usually do, Blue, is when we have a guest on, and although it's kind of a mashup, obviously, you know, you're Um, you're our guest. You're our guest. Yeah, at this point,
2: I'm your guest because you guys outnumber me. So we are officially. I'm officially a guest. Uh, I've made. I've made. Not only have I made you change your time, I've actually now forced you to do a live stream too. So. Well,
0: that means you're up there with the VIPs, you know, you're in that echelon now. So uh, (laughs) it's with all our guests, what we do is we kind of ask their uh, intro stories, um, kind of their uh, origin stories, I mean, and see firstly how you got into gaming, um, why Destiny is such a massive pull to you, and also the most important question, class and race so after
2: you blue um okay well let's start off with the easy one i'm an awoken i'm pri i run primarily awoken hunter but i also have an exo titan and a human warlock that are am pretty <laughs> they're pretty like my hunter is definitely my primary um just because i appreciate the games like the agility and the speed and i also usually run a support class so that's why titan is actually the second one the defender um But as far as intro to gaming, the funny thing is, is I literally just got done talking about this last night on the DoD podcast because someone was – we were talking about the RPG qualities of Destiny. So my intro to gaming was actually through tabletop role-playing games. Um, When I was younger, it's like board games and then eventually uh, what we call free-form theater or role-playing games like D&D and uh, some of the White Wolf games and stuff like that. So that's how I got into the concept of gaming – and then like i i would spend time like my parents were really anti digital stuff which is really funny if you see my house right now that's the exact polar opposite and um but so like they were they were very against the the whole video game console stuff so i'd always just go over to friends houses and play their video game like you know super nintendo uh n64 all those all those games and it yeah. never really stuck like none of them really really got like me hooked until I started Elder Scrolls on my PC with uh I started playing Morrowind and then I went back and actually played Daggerfall and then I you know then Oblivion came out on the 360 right after I got into Halo and so it was just uh, I just kind of followed the RPGs through the different varieties of consoles and stuff I started off on the PC it got to a point where it was it was way too much to keep up with PCs because they were changing like, you know, I mean PCs they change every 6 months basically. And if you're gaming, you oh, yeah. do need the top. You need to you need you don't need the top, but you need to be kind of above the average. And when your average is constantly changing like that, and I'm in high I was in high school, so I didn't have the funds necessarily to keep up with that. So the console was a nice pull because the console was kind of a static. And so yeah. I started playing on the consoles, and then that's when I got into first person shooters and that's where I was introduced really to Bungie um and then yeah i've I've gone back and played in like the marathon games and you know oni and stuff like that um, but Halo was really the big thing for me, and so I've always been kind of a loyal Xbox fan i guess um yeah plus i plus I run all my operating systems are windows, so it's just easy to you know keep everything in the same house um and so, yeah, and then it's it's a really funny story. I actually didn't know about Destiny at all. Um, <laughs> right. Because, like, well, Bungie, you know, Bungie quit working with Halo, and that was passed to 343, which I have mm-hmm. to say, you know, 343, they've had their hiccups. They're still doing a good job, in my opinion. So, you know, I'm good yeah. with it. But. Like after they left with Halo, I didn't really I mean they're a good company, but eh, I wasn't really interested, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're going to go with Activision and Sony, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's nice, have fun but um, <laughs> you know it's just I, i'm not a I'm not a Sony person, and so like when I went I went to get my Xbox one actually for the Master Chief Collection, and when I ordered it, they were like, "Hey, you get a free game. Do you want des- this game called Destiny, or do you want Diablo 3?" And then there was another one that I don't even remember, but I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, let's go with the first person shooter. Like I'd watched some of the gameplay from the, I guess it was the beta at that point. And it was like, that's eh, a first person mm-hmm. shooter. It's Bungie. So, it, you know, you can't really go wrong. That's how I got into destiny was it came free with my Xbox. And I was like, like, accident." yeah. And so, and then, and then of course now here I am and I'm like, Hey, it's a giant game. So, um, and so I guess the thing that keeps bringing me back, you know, honestly for destiny is Mm. it's actually not the game. Um, it's an amazing game as far as the UI. It's very smooth and I absolutely compare everything to it now, but it's actually the community. Um, the community within the Focused fire group, which is amazing uh, the dads of destiny which i 'm a community manager for is i've never i 've never had the experience of positivity that i 've had with those two groups and then you know you have the dames, the safe gamers uh, guardian radio group um, yeah, all of those groups they're for me in video gaming it' coming from a single player and you know it's the standing joke that you don't go into a multiplayer lobby without even being in an Xbox party even if you're by yourself because the 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 nastiness that gets thrown around it's just that's normal for most gamers and so to find a community in which that's the absolute not norm it's the exact opposite the norm is actually people who are always willing to help, you know, we, the, the, one of the constant jokes is whenever we find people who are like, Hey, we're going to, you know, give us $50 and we'll take you through whatever. And it's like within the dads, it's just like, or you could just ask, you know, it, it, it was one of those things like that, that type of community is what the pull for me is for destiny. That's why I keep coming back. Ultimately. I mean, we have people who are playing all sorts of games right now, but they're still in the, they're still in the dads clan, and they're. Still, I mean, I, I'm. I'm getting messages, you know, right now from my clan for the dads. So that's yeah. that's for me. It's actually it's not actually even a game mechanics. The story's good, you know. The the game is good, but really honestly, it's the community that we've built and that is still, you know, very vibrant. So, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys are on the same level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's it's
0: been incredible. Um, I mean, we I got into Destiny when my mate Al he basically just said, hey, "I've got a spare beta key. Do you want it?" <laughs> I went, "Yeah, let's try." It. Sure, why not? I mean, I was I was always a Halo fan, um, not so much a Bungie fan, yeah. um ShotKara, but <laughs> um, it's more of a kind of just a Halo fan. I played all the Halo games, played them all. Had an Xbox, and I moved on, uh, went on to PS4, and. It was when Alex, who's also co-host on the RTO podcast, he just said, "I've got a spare one. Do you want it?" Went, "Yeah." We played it, and I was like, "This is a solid game, but I'm probably not going to play it. I'm not probably going to get it." And it came to day of release, (laughs) and I went and got it. And I went and got it. And the
2: problem was downhill since then. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you can ask my fiance that; she'll definitely agree with that. Um, (laughs) It's just mainly when we started, there was only two of us and then we slowly have started bringing people in and now we've got a clan of 17 plus and, you know, the community is phenomenal. I mean, when we first had to play solo and we had to LFG for raids, et cetera, it was, it was tough and you had, you met some, you know, horrible people and it really makes you question why you even play in this game. But yeah, we- you know, then all of a sudden, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, we get we you know we get some friends involved and we have a good time. And then we start meeting random people of LFG who become good friends. And you know, the the clan grew from that. And then we just kind of wanted to start. Basically, all we did was we used to get on on a Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and especially a Friday night. We used to just get on to party chat and just talk about how much we enjoyed the game. And we just said. Why not record it? <laughs> Someone right, might know why listen to
2: our voice. <laughs> That's kinda similar to what happened with like we I think our clan started out with maybe five or six people. And it was basically a raid team. That's that's what we started mm-hmm. out with. And yeah, like yeah. we try we I mean, we have actually never actively like advertised for people. Like they just keep coming. And like we we our clan, our like my personal clan, Leroy Jenkins, right now is <laughs> Love the yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and we have we've had like ten people who are like, I'm joining your clan for no other reason than the name, and it's like, cool. You know what? If you're our, our number one rule is, and, you know, just censor me if you have to. Is don't be a dick. Like that's the thing. Is yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's if, the world's best rule. And it's it's just that's our number. That's like our golden rule. It's like you can do whatever you want. You know, we ask that you interact with everybody and blah blah blah. But that's the number one rule is don't be a dick. Like that's just yeah. And
0: that like, just doesn't apply to Destiny as well, guys, by the way. The, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it, know, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's everything in our clan. is That's our number one. If you, yeah, don't. Uh. And, but like, it was just so funny because we tried LFG. I think we tried LFG like once. One time we had two people who couldn't, couldn't make it to a raid night, which is actually when we started kind of pushing to get to more people in the clan because of this event. And we had two people from LFG and that was the most atrocious night I have ever had. With a game. Like, I was like, because I, well, I was spoiled at that point with a clan because we were, you know, we just joke the entire time. We would, we don't take ourselves seriously mm-hmm. at all. And, like, these two, I don't, <laughs> I kind of feel bad because I think they thought that we were better than we were. But, like, they jump in, they're like, we're going to do it. Right? And we're like, what? And what, what do you mean <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. do it in 30 minutes? Like, we're, we're here for like four hours. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we're we're yeah. chatting. So, yeah, it was, uh, that was a that was a mess but yeah i mean that's that's what keeps destiny fresh for me is every time i every time i log in you know i have friends who are playing destiny yeah, and yeah. as long as that's the, the case it's the social
0: aspect is I mean, yeah. we we a couple of episodes ago we we had um, an absolute fantastic member of the community on us, was Sean. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know we discussed it's destiny's ruined single player games for majority of us yep. you know we log on now and i don't want to go and play you know I don't want to go even, you know, Bloodborne. I don't want to play that on my own. I like to play with my mates and on party chat and right. destiny. Really? That social aspect is where destiny kind of, it really it prospers more than anything. And oh, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. It's a good, great mechanics. Like you said, good, uh, good store is getting better. And um, <laughs> it's got, it's got great law though. The law is immense, um, but it's just the whole social aspect. And that's what they really strive to create. And they've absolutely, they've done, they've done fantastic. And, you know, I the community is is fantastic and uh, we've just been we've been spoiled by you know the people oh, yeah. have come on I to mean, join us and we, you know
2: we have guys who like in the middle of game they'll, they'll be game they'll be playing like we have one guy who cons- consistently plays Witcher he's always yeah. in the party chat with us while we're playing <laughs> Destiny and like but he's never playing like he doesn't play Destiny he you know his he doesn't he doesn't like it or whatever and he's yeah, like yeah. but he's part of the clan and he wants to talk to us. And so, you know, he's like, I'm going to jump in the chat. Like you, you, if you have a chat going, he will just come crash your party. And it's was like, <laughs> and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And it's like, Oh Lord. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's just what it is now. And, and that's it, Yeah. the cool thing about the new consoles and stuff, you know, is it allows it. That's what's so awesome about it. And then you have stuff like discord, which is pushing kind of across console stuff, hopefully, and that's going to be even not you know, even more awesome. Is if they get that going, then I can you know chat with anybody that I want to. So yeah, yeah.
0: No, it's it's really good. So, just in the final part of your origin story, what made you guys start Focus Fire Chat?
2: Um. So that's a really funny story. Um. So, like I said, I'm I'm a community manager with the Dads of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And before that, you know, I was I was the founder of one of their very we, we used to have what was called family clans. And that was basically a clan in which non dads could join. We kind of have restructured a little bit and allowed all the clans to choose for themselves without having to designate. Um but I was one of the only family clan admins out there. And so they brought me into the team or the admin chat. And they were like, hey, you know, you have this, you're, you know, that was at the time that they were deciding whether or not to go that way. So they kind of wanted us to our, to, our input on it. And then that led into me becoming a community manager. And like, while I was in the admin chat, I'm just constantly a story person. Like I will constantly research story and, you know, all this stuff. I was a huge Halo lore person and all this. And so we just got talking and I kept getting in trouble in the main chat because I would get off on tangents for like two days about storylines and so finally I was like okay fine fine I'll just start my own chat and so we started our own chat and like everybody came into the chat and like it was just it was just this giant vacuum that we no one was filling and so then what started happening was you know we had people who were out in the clans and who were in you know the dames and the safe gamers primarily at that point there were the those were the three communities that I was involved with and they were wanting in the chat. And, well, the problem with the band structure is you have to – it's really stupid. You have to have, like, everyone who has access to the band has access to all the chats. And it's an admin chat, so it's all this – we don't, you know, segregation of information. And so what I did was I was like, all right, fine, whatever. We're going to start the game lore band. And so we started this band, and we have, like, 200 people, 250, I think, right now. And people just kept coming. And like and so then what happened we we hit about seventy or eighty people and it was where I mean you were getting thousands of messages a day. And Justin actually came up with the idea of you know, hey, let's do you know, let's try to control the the drinking of the fire hose a bit and do a week long topic. And so that's where and we decided, hey, let's call it Focus Fire. Well, that did that went really well, but then what happened was people who were Super busy, weren't able to participate and they really wanted to participate. They wanted to hear the stories and stuff like that. So then we're like, okay, fine. We have a little bit extra time. Let's put it together. And we did a stream and we did the stream and people loved it. And I was and people kept asking, Hey, can we get this in audio? Like, cause I wasn't able to be part of the stream and it's not archiving, you know, whatever and it was like okay we'll we'll figure out how to archive or how to do the podcast or do it as a podcast and it just kind of like it's kind of built on itself as it's gone and that's kind of where and then now we're now we are where we are so i mean it was it's just kind of in a progression of steps i think it's been 7 or 8 months now since we started and it's been absolute insanity and i wouldn't trade anything for it so but yeah it's it's just been one one idea one harebrained idea after another and they just keep working out so <laughs> aren't they the best aren't yeah the best yeah
0: <laughs> no well thanks for that and um that was really interesting and i was i'm absolutely glad to have you you know to be chatting to you and to be a part of focus fire chat even if it's just for this one week oh yeah so,
2: no, um, definitely yeah, definitely
0: so after that epic origin story, <laughs> let's do a quick bit of housekeeping before we carry on. So RTO release every Sunday evening, GMT, on Return to returntoorbitpodcast.podbean.com or directly on iTunes. If you want to hear more from us, you can cont- contact us directly at Twitter at RTO Podcast or on our Facebook page, which is the Return to Orbit Podcast page. Focus Fire Chat record every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Central and you can catch them at twitch.tv forward slash focusfire chat, and then they release shortly after. So let's carry on. Let's crack on. So the main kind of topic this week that we want to talk about, uh, which will come as no surprise to everyone over at the Twitch chat, um the update. <laughs> how is everyone enjoying it i mean there's a lot to talk about there's a lot that it's brought and there's a lot of you know, contentious points that you know f- you know we've had some arguments not arguments we've had some fired debates fiery debates <laughs> uh in between our clans um so i'll start with mark if that's all right with you um how are you enjoying the update what did you do when you first jumped in what are your initial thoughts of poe and um any you know any issues that you've come across
1: um I'm actually really enjoying the update. I think it's really freshened the game up um The first thing I did was run the new story mission, which as much as I think a lot of people have been saying it's a bit short, but I think for a free content update, I don't think you can really expect a vast amount more. Uh, I think if we were paying for it, you'd definitely be thinking, yeah, that's not very much for your money, but as a free update, I think it's fine um and obviously, the follow up quest. To collect the uh, the shards to find where Malok's gone, then did the malloc strike, um, and then jumped into POE. So the POE forty one, and then challenge mode, and then we ran out a few, uh, a few times in the, in the couple of days afterwards. Um, but I think it's it's. I mean, I was like POE anyway, but um, I think it's just it's sort of the addition of the challenge mode and sort of the high score to go for. Um, it's just like a sort of a fresh take on it. Um and obviously with the it's kind of rotating bosses, rotating modifiers every week as I did before. But um it's just a new a new thing to strive for when you're doing it is that is that high score and the and the cumulative score. Um and I really like the chromas as well. I think that's a nice I know it's only a cosmetic thing. I was looking forward to it, I think I mentioned on last week's show. <laughs> um I think they look really cool. Um and they're not pushing them too much on the cash shot, which was which was something that maybe a few people would be a bit concerned about obviously it's still cosmetic stuff and that that's fine but and they're not you can still get quite a few every week just by doing the game you don't have to, you know there's nothing really pushing you too much to to put your money into the into the into the eververse so which which is good um my only issue is my drops have been a little bit <laughs> slow should i should say there's only been any criticism about it but that's just rng for it, isn't it? you can't really uh complain about that um like I so i just got my first three uh primary above 320 today um which was nice but i think the fact the, the good thing about it i mean one of the sort of complaints would be i think from other people is that it's catering very much to casual players rather than your hardcores but i think um, it's got a lot for both i mean obviously it makes th- th- there's that many routes now to get to this to get to that new light level to get the new gear that it it's kind of catering for everybody because, let's say, they've updated trials, they've updated um, the raid, so you've got some stuff in for your hardcores, and then your casual players, you still got stuff in your weekly PvP. And, and Prison of Elders, let's say, they've got both a, a matchmaking and, a, and a, a set group mode as well. So I think they have tried to spread it about amongst the different types of players. So I don't really, um, I don't really think it's too too much towards the casual. It just has it's it's made it more inclusive for people. I think who do struggle to maybe maintain more than one character which which is a great thing. It just means everyone everyone can have a go rather than just it, it being reserved for a select few. But and I'm really enjoying it. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: I'm the exact same. Um blue, you said you've not had much t- chance to play. How have you had a how much have you actually jumped into it?
2: I finished the story mission and got the amazing looking sword and um I think you know. I from what I played, like, the second story mission is a pain in the. Mm-hmm. To do solo, <laughs> by the way, don't don't try to do mm. solo. There, I'm pretty sure that we were. I was streaming it, and I'm pretty sure that it was mostly censored words coming out of my mouth near the end of that. <laughs> because it was just like that. Oh god! If you if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. the the uh, The last segment of it was just. Yeah, oh, that thing was brutal. So, but I mean, other than that, like, it's been really fun. Like, I, you know, exactly what you were just saying. It's it's definitely geared more towards casual players. Um, which, hello, that's me. Um, I, I mean, like, you're talking to someone who, who hasn't finished all of the Taken King quests. So it, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't have a significant amount of time to sit down and actually game. So, like, Mm. To me this is like this is amazing and it's free so I I was like you know it's 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 free I wasn't expecting anything anyways but we got 11 new grimoire cards that actually clear up you know somewhat of what's going on they open even more questions uh, PlayStation yep. you guys got the sniper rifle that I will forever hate you for and still trying to get it still trying oh, to get my it myself oh gosh I, <laughs> they They came out with that announcement. They're like, "Yeah, this is a PS exclusive." I was like, "You better, that better be an April Fool's joke." If that's an exotic sniper rifle that you just got, (laughs) because they posted it on April first, and I was like, "Yeah," "Mm." and then Sony's like, "Oh, we weren't joking." I I
0: thought it was. I I thought it was an issue. Everyone did.
2: Everyone thought it was, and I was like, "Yeah," except Sony came out like, you know, thirty minutes later, was like, "No, we're actually, we actually are serious. Like, this is not." And I was like. (laughs) like oh god and then they came then the gameplay came out with it i was like i hate you so much right
0: now i am desperate for it i had an exotic (laughs) just before we uh jumped on stream i had a i was just doing some strikes uh with some clan members and i had an exotic special and i was like fingers crossed come on come on zem meteor come on Zen meteor universal remote how is that even possible but yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's for another day that's for another day so have you had a chance to jump into the prison of elders
2: it i have i have not um i've heard i've heard amazing things about it um everyone who was really reserved at least in our clan uh for the most part they've they've been pretty happy with it um they There has not been a lot of complaints from anybody as far as i mean like other than the fact of we want more content, which is a <laughs> It's a never-ending <laughs> request, that's so it. I'm like, if that's the only complaint that you guys have, I'm chalking this up to be a success. Like,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's not much negativity flying about at no. the
2: moment. I um, mean, I know there was there's some saltiness about the. Uh, mm. I think they changed some stuff in Crucible. I'm I'm not a PvP player, so I didn't really pay. I mean, like, I I could tell you that they changed the special ammo. In mm, the heavy yeah. ammo, that's about my extent of knowledge about PvP changes. That's right, yeah. Um, think- I've
0: actually not noticed many. Um, I've, to be fair, I'm more PVE. If there's any chance of me doing any PvE content, I'll be straight on it. For PvP, you need to speak to Alex. <laughs> he's he's obsessed with PvP. So, um, Mark, have you have you uh, kind of dabbled in any PvP? Have you noticed much differences? I mean, I know, obviously, the special ammo is now for threes and sixes. It's straight at the beginning, and obviously, they're pulling it back a bit. Um, and I know that heavy now comes once a match at the five-minute mark. So, apart from that, has there been any other changes, noticeable changes? Um,
1: I've only dabbled in a little bit of PvP, to be honest. Uh, and the first bit was Mayhem because it was the uh, the weekly events. So obviously, the, the animal restrictions don't really apply in yeah, Mayhem. Yeah, that's,
2: that's just, a solid it, choice, regardless. <laughs> Mayhem is
1: amazing. Yeah, Mayhem needs to be needs to be like that. The, the, <laughs> the pace of that game of that game so is brilliant. I love Mayhem. But um, I did play a little bit of um, Skirmish the other night with Alex and Newton um two so of the guys from my clan, and played a little bit of classic um, free for all. Um, the obviously Heavy is only once a game um, I I like that change to be honest I think Heavy, I think we discussed it last week but uh, mm. I think Heavy can sometimes dominate games mm-hmm. and I think um, it, it puts more emphasis on your primary weapon which obviously is primary, it should be the one you're using most um, the secondary um, it's it obviously you start with I think it's about six rounds something like that, you start with six or seven and then obviously that it drops every few minutes, I think, the 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 green crates drop and they they sort of drop in different places. Um I again tend to only use I'm not a s I'm not a sniper, so I don't tend to sort of heavily use secondary I'm more of a shotgunner, so I tend to, to just use the secondary when it's appropriate. So uh, for me, the changes I haven 't really noticed much that 's affected my my gameplay um, I still think there's still a lot of sniping going on which is which is fine um, we're affecting them more um i'm not sure but um I think it it, it still feels good to me the cruise, but I don't think it's done anything um like i say i haven 't played trials though so I don't know how right. how it's going to affect mm-hmm. trials, which is probably where I think it's going to hit hardest and also you're going to have probably the most reaction to it, you know, people either liking it or disliking it, I think that's where you, because that's where you're sort of, your hardcore PvPers tend to to focus on in trials mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I'm I quite like, I'm just liking mainly all the new weapons that seem to be popping up now um, is interesting, because yeah, getting killed by a medium multi-tool and, and last word over and over again was getting a bit samey, so I'm liking seeing a few new ones popping up here and there, but the, in terms of I don't know, I think I'll have to play it a bit more to see if it really does affect me, but I think It's probably a conversation better suited to someone who is more a PvP-oriented player and it will notice those changes, particularly I say on the sniper side, I think, because they're the ones who will be using their secondaries a lot and that's where the, the changes are really going to affect, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one change I've noticed, and it wasn't really documented, but I am constantly running out of primary ammo in PvE. I'm seriously, I've never run out of primary ammo on a strike before or a nightfall
2: and I have really struggled at some points. I'm not sure if they've really brought it down or... Oh, is it dropping or is it just like, is it not dropping anymore? As, or is it not I, dropping as much, or can you just not carry it I don't as think it's
0: dropping as much. I don't think it's dropping as much, um, or I'm just burning through it and just missing it completely. But honestly, I've never ever struggled, and I've never had to do a primary ammo dash
2: until well, this. You're week. talking. You're talking to someone who still has a year one scout rifle for the sole purpose that it has shoot and loot on it. I will. I will. To, I am totally. I am totally the person that will I will find the highest point on a PvE map and just sit there with a sniper rifle and have this this year one scout rifle equipped and just snipe the the enemies as they run around and then just oh I'm out of ammo switch over oh look there's a green brick mine and just <laughs> rinse and repeat like I am totally your year and I apologize for the mita kills that's, like, my primary go-to weapon, so it was one of the highlights. When they when they brought that up in stream, I was like, when me and me and another one of our guys from Focus Fire were sitting there, we're like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just took this one. We're like, that's not ideal but acceptable. <laughs> you should have just left yeah. it alone completely, but we will accept this and not get mad. So. Yeah, I think... Yeah, P in the chat. She
0: said it's not dropping as much, and I completely agree. It's just, um, it's unbelievable. I've never ever ran out, and I've never thought that would be a problem. I mean, yeah, I get, I get heavy, I get, pro- I get special, but primary, unbelievable. But um, I
1: think at yeah. the moment, sorry, as well with sorry. the with the first week in in challenge being small arms. I think obviously people are using a lot more primary as well because the, the, that's their... I mean, you're getting a lot extra damage from that weapon, so you're burning through a lot more primary than you maybe would That's if a different true. modifier was on. Mm. So, um, I think you're right. I think the drop seems to have um, gone down slightly. Cause I know that they did do some ammo infantry changes to heavy, didn't they? To like, particularly Quinn's terminus and yeah. some of the secondaries as well. But I don't know if they. Did in fact with, I don't, with I don't remember hand cannons, something. I know they increased it,
2: didn't they? Mm-hmm. I remember the hand cannons, they increased a bit, but I don't remember anything on primaries. I do, I remember them saying that heavy you're not going to be carrying as much because I remember that was one complaint that I do know someone was complaining about. With uh, he was he had boots that was increasing his heavy ammo, and he was like, Yeah, if I didn't have these boots, I don't know what you guys are doing. Mm. He <laughs> like said you would have two yeah. shots. <laughs>
0: but it so. makes customization of your gear even more imperative oh, yeah, now. Yeah, you Yeah. Know, just finding that right kind of and especially with the 1 to 1 infusion that has now been brought up that, i love it <laughs> i have yeah,
2: so, much, free, I I have so much i was free just going to ask so much free space now uh, i well been, i've had to edge so much stuff up like the the amount of mental calculations that it used to require and mm. then the fact like legendaries have different had a different logarithm than exotics and it was like oh my god like it was so it was and i'm stingy to begin with when it comes to gear like i'm i'm a i come from an rpg background so i hoard things and oh lord (laughs) it's like i think it was about 15 minutes after the taken king dropped that i had already filled up my vault again or whenever they did the vault increase last time it was not it was like yay more vault space it's full (laughs) and it's like oh geez so yeah the one-to-one i've been i've been much i felt much more liberal in being able to be like oh i don't really want that and delete like it's it's much much better in my opinion yeah i
0: mean that's caused some real real i wouldn't say arguments but heated debates yeah no i was gonna say (laughs) but on the flip
2: side you also have people who are already 335 because of that, they don't, you know they don't, to, they don't have to they don't have to they don't have to yeah. worry about that loss of points. So you know they get a good point, and then bam, they're done. So, but that's yeah.
0: it. I mean, I said, I said before, just just when we recorded our last episode, we were all talking at the end, and I just said. So update Tuesday. Let's get ready. You know, looking forward to it. And I just said, just to let everyone know I'm not burning through this because I burnt through taking King quite fast because I really, really wanted to get up to the right light level. I think we ordered in our clan. Our main raid team did that. We all got up to, yeah, I think we we thought it was 280, but it was actually 290. We all got up to 280 within four days, and we burned through the content to the point where I do I do missions and help out other people, and I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> just <laughs> was I here before? Well, <laughs> What's a
2: mission? It? Was it, was, when they ever, I think it was, oh, I can't even remember, it's been a while, but whenever they bumped it up to 40, level 40, I mean, like, I remember being like, and you land in the tower, you pick up your spark, the spark that helped increase your experience, done, you're level 40. And it was like, because yeah. everyone, everyone, everyone everywhere was already, like, they'd been stacking up, you know, the bounties and stuff like that and if you had that red bull thing which we yeah. were passing out to everybody that we could so that for for this exact reason i mean i still have yeah. red bull codes because we were accumulating Same. so many of them Same, yeah. but it was like done you know and so when mm-hmm. they switched the light level thing i think it was a it was a good call but it also created a <laughs> created some headaches especially with yeah. that that the lack of one to one was the was a rough in my opinion, it was rough. Mm. See, mm.
0: like I said, I was always against the one-to-one. And that might be a bit, you know, like, phew, touch a nerve there. But I think it limits the playability of the game. And that was my like, always argument. And I, I come from an MMO background. I right. played Warcraft. I played, you know, the 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 item level game. Really grinding to get up to get to just even play higher level content. And I I, I said, oh, you know, this is the closest thing you'll have to an MMO on, you know, a console game. So I always thought going one on one will be a bad move. And, you know, I remember doing all the, the you know, I remember using de- www.destinyinfused.com. So yeah. RIP to that website because I think it's a bit pointless now. <laughs> so that's a, <laughs> but I, I mean, I remember using that non stop and really, really wondering, how you know, which one am I going to get up to now? Whereas now I get something, I think. Well, I get an exotic, and I think. Well, I'm going to bring a legendary up because I'm going to get mm-hmm. another exotic drop. You know, especially with three a coin. the, the ways of getting it is you know exotics is just so plentiful, and right. I think the decision, the hard decision making, gone now.
2: I think. Yeah, and and I, I think that part of the, our fans already three, three three three. I think Joe yeah, is three, think, three three three. I think it's it's mental. Bife was already. I think Bife's already at three thirty four, and I yeah. want to say. I think Mesa's I think, up there, too. I think Mesa's, yeah. I think but, he was, yeah. But, I mean, like, I think, and that's and that's really a big nod to it being more of a first-person shooter than an MMO. Because a lot of people yeah. who come from Bungie's background, you know, they walked in and, like, I never played, I never played MMOs. But I understand the concept of, and, you know, again, RPG, I, I get the grind concept. And you're also talking to someone who, I love Elder Scrolls. There is not a grindier game out there than any of Bethesda's (laughs) role-playing games. I mean, Fallout. I think Mark can back that up. I think Mark can back that up. Massive. massive, We're not not going to talk about the amount of thousands of hours that I have in Skyrim. But so, like, grind (laughs) – to me, a game grind isn't a big – it's not a huge thing. I just don't have the time right now, you know, personally – and so yeah, yeah. the simplification for it is actually kind of for me personally, for me, I think it's a good I, I like it because it makes it where I can still play with all my people in my clan, but I don't have to spend, you know, 30 hours a week bumping up gear and stuff like that. I can I can kind of get away with just doing, you know, one or two nights here or there. So in, in but but yeah. then the, the downside is exactly what I think we were talking about earlier was this is definitely a more casual uh, casual. Like, I don't really want to call it a DLC, but it's a casual update because yeah. the people, the people who have been spending weeks and weeks. I mean, I think it was Mesa had Mesa had every single slot of his <laughs> of his purse on his person and in his vault as exotic Ingrams, and so like <laughs> I mean like it, which is hilarious. But it, I mean, there are people who have spent like weeks preparing for this update. And they're already at three thirty four, three thirty five, and so you know, for those for those who have that time to invest, it's kind of Mm. a it's kind of a flash in the pan. But for those of us who are on the opposite side of the pendulum, it's like Mm -hmm. yes, it's something that will keep us until you know whenever the fall update, whenever the next one is, yeah, September twentieth, or if that's whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Well. You touched on it, so yeah. we may as well talk about <laughs> it. So,
0: <laughs> a nice little segue there. So, every now and then I can
2: do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, I read an article on Kotaku yesterday, just about a, uh, it was a theory with regards to the next DLC. Um, so, on Tuesday, not long after Destiny's update went live, a user by the name of Rezil Azir posted about a hidden dead ghost in the new mode for the Prison of Elders. Now. The update went live approximately about 10.20 a.m. Pacific, and the post was done at 10.37. So (laughs) it was 17 minutes after the update landed that this uh, Rezel Azir posted about this new ghost. Now, I played the update. I mean, yeah, bear in mind, I did spend about a good hour in the tower going through all my stuff before even looking at any quests. But even if you were to burn through the quests and the strike and POE... I think it took a bit more than seventeen minutes. Now, it gets a bit interesting because this account on Reddit was created four, four months ago, and the only post that he had was that one on the day of the update. And also, the ghost that it relates to in Prison of Elders is relating to Rezul Azir. An now, amazing card, it, yeah, which I'm sure we'll discuss later on. So, it's firstly, it was a massive conspiracy. And everyone was like, this is, this is, you know, something going on here, it's somewhere from Bungie, etc. But then it gets a bit deeper. Now, before he deleted his post, Rezal Azir made another post. And it basically said, Vigesima di dimensis noni illud est venturus per adacia uh, ad astra, which in Latin <clears throat> translates to the 20th day of the nine month it is about to come. Through boldness to the stars, which is you know a common marketing slogan for Bungie recently so what are your what do you guys think? I mean, is that them basically hiding it in saying September 20th it's coming
2: I've actually so it's oh God, what was it I've heard someone come up with a theory that it might not actually be September 20th, it might be May 20th because May 20th okay. would be uh, hang on. I think because the translation is the ninth month, the ninth month. Yeah, so um, the the argument that they were having was that it's the twentieth day of the ninth month after the taking King dropped. Uh, so mm, someone someone made suggest- that argument, and I was like, "Oh god, you guys are killing!" Like I'm trying not to get excited, but I uh, it's there was there was another. So there was this one, and then yesterday. Uh, it just there was another email like there was a one percent of the Destiny player base like the most active players got this random email from someone and it was a it was basically a Warmind email and it was this, this giant riddle and mm-hmm. everyone is just going nuts <laughs> and it's just oh my god it's it was yesterday was a very very busy day for. Anybody who is on the Raid Secrets or Destiny of the Game subreddits, you probably know what I'm talking about. It was like someone poured fuel on a giant fire that was already kind of burning. And so basically they they figured out, like they did just some crazy stuff, but they kind of figured out that it kind of ties into what is thought to be the Vex class, and then there's a mention of this, which is saying, you know, the 20th day of the ninth month, it's about to come. And then there were a couple tweets from Deej and a couple tweets from, I want to say it was Irk. I'm trying to remember all the thoughts off, off of my head. I think it was Irk mm. and Deej had a couple tweets that had very choice word drops. You know, he, there was one <laughs> that was like, I, um, I look forward to the mythology to come. Which Ooh. is a very, you know, very, very <laughs> close to mythic class. Yeah. And then there was, there was, oh, Deej's was Deej, Deej, used one that was like, soon we'll show you the scope and the, oh, I can't remember what it, but it was basically the scope. See if I can pull it up. And the funny thing is, is like, they did this, they did this thing where they looked at the, the sound chord. Of the if you if you're familiar at all with the raid secrets subreddit you're probably familiar with the theory that the oracles in the Templar's well are a key to the supposed hidden seventh chest and that they keep <laughs> denying exists but no one believes them and so each of the oracles corresponds to a note on this on a musical scale and they figured out using this email they figured out a process in which they deduced the picture. And if you look at the picture, I guess it—it's either related to or it translates into the scope of the Vex Mythic class. And so it's like <laughs> I'm like, and so now there's a scope, and now and, and so like it correlates with D. and I I can't remember off the top of my head. I apologize for that, mm. but it's like this huge conspiracy. And then so then they all go. We all kind of transferred over to the bungee net. And there was a post in which Cosmo came out. And I, we were talking about this a little bit before a show. Yeah. Um, Cosmo came out and was like, no, Bungie didn't have anything to do with this. This looks like it's a third party. And everyone's like, oh, okay, well, it's a hoax. And then there's there were a couple guys in Ghost Stories and then on a couple of the other Discord servers that I was on, there was like, but he didn't say it wasn't a hoax. He said that it didn't have anything to do with Bungie. And their point mm. was, I think it was Dragon at Ghost Stories made the point of, well, the <laughs> dreams of Alpha Loopy were not bungie. That was a third party. And yeah. so then it's like, then it's like, oh, the fire was nearly dead. <laughs> now it's back up again. And so now it's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. extra gasoline. Oh my god, it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster in the lore community right now. Oh, I, c- <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean. I, I just off topic.
0: I would hate to be DJ Cosmo. Can you imagine just tweeting and having to
2: carefully pick every single
0: oh, word yeah. I'm, I'm, of that tweet
2: because well, everyone will pick it to death. Well, and the problem is, and, and I guess it's not really a problem, but the the amazing thing is, and a couple a couple guys have also made this point, so I, I can't I can't take credit for this this one. But this the the Destiny community is filled with really 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 intelligent people like oh, yeah. I mean uh redneck in chat just said you know kind of do you, you have a bunch of rocket scientists playing it well yeah <laughs> guardian radio has one who yeah, used Craig, it, Craig. Hargrove yeah. Craig Hargrove is he's, yeah. he actually is a rock. but i mean we have we have people like you know lady Desiree, which you guys had on you know who were very good with the the music aspect and the music theory um mm. you have people like craig who are you know they're the the geologist and stuff like that you have people who are who are developers of other video games and who are very not i mean there are so many people who are like the, not really necessarily i don't want to i don't want in, to insult they're not necessarily the top of their field <laughs> i know i feel like i'm gonna yeah. say this and that's gonna come across <laughs> wrong but it's not what I, I don't mean that disrespectfully but i mean like we don't have like you know stephen hawking or anybody like that well because yeah, yeah. but we have people who are extremely intelligent who are playing this game, and they love doing this stuff. I mean, yeah. if anybody dry or anybody doubts that, look at the three four three campaign with the um, hunt the truth stuff. And then you had because uh, I think it was oh god I'm gonna we were just talking about they had a um, they had an issue where you had to have a certain number of people log in at a certain number a certain point in time on a certain website within geographical distance of each other to make the picture clear. Yeah. And it's like, and it, and it worked and it revealed all this other stuff. And then that led, I mean, it's like a giant scavenger hunt and game developing companies are doing this more and more and more, you know, to kind of, you know, blending all the media. That's, that's one of the arguments for why they did the Grimoire cards. The way they did was to kind of mix the media. And it's just, they keep getting really good feedback i mean as much as much salt as gets thrown at you know hey we want the grimoire in the game they get a lot of people who say that they really like it the way they do so yeah yeah. (laughs)
0: well that's it i mean and if if it was in in the actual game it wouldn't you know there's people like yourselves and destiny ghost stories they wouldn't be able to analyze it as you wouldn't you know obviously you still would be able to analyze it but it'd be there in plain sight majority of it whereas now the fact the the fact is i don't read grimoires i listen to them i prefer listening Mm -hmm. and and that's why i subscribe to yourselves and i subscribe to destiny ghost stories i love listening to the law that would be taken away if it was just thrown out there (laughs) exactly yeah although they've taken you know a lot of slack about it I I really really like it now, and I and I like the fact that they've they've brought a little bit more into the Taken King, but not too much. There's still so much hidden away, and that's what I absolutely love about it. And it's it's going to be interesting, you know. they still, you know, year two. We've still got ten, you know eight more years to go. So
2: yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, <and laughs> I that's, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like there's there's tons, and this is you know again, I'm going to say I, I'll say again, you know, this is we had a. We normally have the DOD podcast normally goes an hour. Well, they got me started on this topic and it went two and a half. So yeah. <laughs> um, there is there's plenty of places that they can grow without damaging that that sense that they've created. But and it's and it's one of those things where you can't say you know everyone can always get better. This, you're never you're never good enough that you can't get better. So and they uh-huh. are they're proving that you know look at the Taken kings just. Yeah. Uh, Distribution of information, the way that they're storytelling, it's immensely improved from the vanilla, which we're not going to talk about. But the <laughs> just because, I mean, just because the way the presentation was in game, and the thing that was cool about it was they changed the presentation in game, but they also didn't impact the dist- the distribution of those Grimoire cards. So, you know, for those of us, you know, and we kind of talked about this. For those of us who would like to have, you know, I don't know, like maybe a a speaker's library in the common area or the tower or something like that, because it is a community game and we have that common area. You could have technically those grimoire cards available in game without technically breaking, having the grimoire cards available outside of game and doing, you know, mm-hmm. what ghost, because I mean, I completely understand what you're saying. Cause I'm like, if they're available in game, that might impact <laughs> the people's draw. But I mean, yeah. at the same time it won't because then you'll have more There's people. So much, and it's so much it's so rich. It. And, and yeah. it's like, and so it's, it's a, it's It's a kind of a catch twenty two like you want to give it to more mm. people, but you at the same time you know some of us are like uh, but do do they want to give it to more people or do they not? I don't know i I, I can go back and forth on that a lot, but I think it would oh, I, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of growth, and I think they are i I also think <clears> that <throat> the last generation gaming consoles being dropped might be a big step in the right direction to get that yeah. accessibility. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And
0: like Reg Neck said in the chat, you know, he's, he's a truck driver and I spend a lot of time driving for my job. You know, having the podcast has been an absolute, you know, lifesaver to me, you know, and that's why we started this podcast because we want to, you know, first we want to talk to, you know, each other and we, you know, we have a laugh. Um, but also, you know, we want to get involved in the community and hopefully just, you know, help people on the way. I mean, it all started. I listened to Guardian Radio and then I found everyone, Um, through it and I listen now on a a weekly basis you you know Focus Fired Chat, Destiny Ghost Stories uh, Destiny Reset you know Mm -hmm. and Guardian Radio and I absolutely you know there's many I've missed there and I do listen to them all and if I I honestly was to sit here and list uh, all the podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis I think the uh, the Twitch channel might get a bit annoyed (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah no no definitely definitely now one thing we did discuss was Prison of Elders. Now, Mark, have you done the have you done the forty one challenge? Have you had a chance to do the Prison of Elders blue or have you I, not had a chance to jump back in yet?
2: I haven't had a chance to do the new one. I did I yeah. did the old one which was a pain in my my butt. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't I haven't <laughs> Oh god. I I have a love hate relationship with the prison because it's mm-hmm. a fascinating it's a fascinating concept as far as a story mechanic. It is the most God awful, annoying concept as a game mechanic because of lack of checkpoints. Mm. So which we kind of, I kind we kind of talked about on the Guardian Radio episode. You know, Bell, Bell, and I ran. I think we ran. I think I ran once. No, I ran loss twice because I helped another mm. team go through. But the first time I ran yeah. it was I ran with Bell and Joe, her husband. And oh my god, it was that was a slog like it just really was yeah, just yeah. A, a horrible experience and like the people were great the gameplay <laughs> was absolutely <laughs> terrible and it yeah. was like and we've had tons of horror stories from the original but like the the new version is only uh 3 i my understanding is that it's only the 3 mini bosses yeah. and so it's yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be a little bit <laughs> A little bit better. Yeah, So I mean, I
0: still, to this day, say that the hardest challenge that I ever did was Scolas year oh, one. yeah. Uh, that was... It took me... I, yeah. There's some hard ones, but I think year one Scolas is the hardest thing I ever did. And when you do it now, you just feel so... You just feel so... And you just went, feel... Oh.
2: The thing about it was, <laughs> it wasn't that it was a hard fight. It was that it was a hard fight after being stuck in that thing for four hours. And, That's, you know, that's <laughs> and it, yeah. And it was like it was a war of attrition against him was what it was. Like, I'm like, Oh mm. my God. Like it, the actual, like, if you could just jump into the skull fight, it wouldn't have been that bad. Like it would have been yeah. annoying, but it wouldn't have been yeah, horrible. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but you had just gone through five rounds of, Oh my Help. gosh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to become up against even more. So yeah, it, it's, I think, I think like you said, they are learning. Bungie are learning. And, um, you know, it's it, they are learning and they're the, the getting game, the game better with you know moving forward. And Prison of Elders, I've played Challenge on Forty One quite a bit, and um, it really it's it's refreshing. You know, I I did miss Prison of Elders. I missed uh, the horde based kind of you know mode. Mm-hmm. And the only my only kind of I wouldn't say negativity about it. I would just say that it's probably potential because of the modifiers. Is the challenge mode this week. Was easier than the forty-one. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> Which, really?
0: That, yeah. So the the primary the the oh, challenges with right. right, is yeah. the primary primary arms modifies the primary primary arms are you know higher damage, and right. I believe is it grounded? Yeah. So. I think, you you know, (laughs) I
2: I really like the way that they did the challenge, you know, just just as as because, you know, we've kind of already said I'm not really a PvP player. So like the Charles of Osiris Mm. is amazing. Again, it's one of those things. Amazing concept, especially story wise. Oh, god, Yeah, I can't. I don't I'm not good enough to play trials (laughs) like i'm just not i'm completely comfortable with that fact it's just so like bringing a similar concept into a more pve setting to me was like really exciting because i was like Mm. yes there's finally something that you know like we can do the more pve centered people can do that is similar to it but i mean it's definitely separate but it's similar to that kind of process of reward for the the you know that that time spent and yeah. i just think that was amazing they that they you know equate and they did the same scoring mechanics the same type of mm. challenges and stuff like that yeah. i thought that was really cool yeah no it, it
0: really is and uh, as redneck in the chat says you just got to get good blue just got to get good
2: <laughs> i get told that all the time so <laughs> i get told that
0: mainly for dark souls yeah because i oh throw my god dark souls
2: <laughs> oh, that's a that's a painful game
0: that is uh number three has just come out and uh it uh let's not talk about that um anyway <laughs> so as I alluded to before, Mark, you've played the challenge and you played forty-one. Um, kind of, can you just give a very, a very brief overview of what you like about the new kind of forty-one and the challenge, and also what you got for the high score and the cumulative as well? Um,
1: the, the, the start off with the, the forty-one because obviously that's the one you do first. Um, it feels very similar to, to how the way that the prison did before, um, other than the fact that you have now got taken in there, um, and the rounds are different you'll get sometimes you'll get takers sometimes you'll get the uh, regular enemies fall and cabal all the rest of it um, and then I think the the boss rotates on a weekly basis so I think actually no it doesn't that's wrong you Do you have different bosses I think on the end of each one I think yes yeah Um. It, but yeah it feels very similar and always the modifiers change round to round so you'll have like you'll have a, a small arms one round then you'll have uh, trickle the next round and so on and so on um, so in that sense it, it does feel very similar it's just been sort of brought up to a new level however they have added in checkpoints now I believe as well which obviously is one of um, Blue's <laughs> one of Blue's problems with it back in the day um, so I mean, you don't have to do the whole thing in one hit Um I think like you said Jay it is, it, this this week anyway with, with the fact that I think the challenge mode has primary it, it feels more difficult especially the, the final phase with the, with the boss uh, feels more difficult than than what you get in the challenge mode um, but it's not it's not uh, insurmountable at all I mean I've run it a couple of times both with uh, guys in the clan and with some LFGs and then it, we got through it no no problem um, so yeah if you liked Prison before I'm pretty sure you'll like it again it's not changed a vast amount um, in terms of actually how it plays and, and the mechanical of the critical objectives are the same. Um, you, you'll get you dismantle mind, you destroy mines, your you, you target to kill and they, they pop up as and when as it did before. Um, challenge mode, now this way it is a bit little bit different. Obviously you mentioned the higher score and the cumulative score, which is something you, can, you need to stop sort of play it multiple times with the cumulative, but obviously for your first play you really want to aim for that that high score. Um, and it's just it's just boss fights. You know, it's it's three boss fights. Uh, one after another so it's not exactly the same as the, as the traditional uh, Prisoner of Elders mode was before um, it's quicker as well uh, it just takes I think the 41 takes longer than you know it's got more rounds as well and then obviously the, the uh, critical objectives I think it takes longer each round so it's a nice one to just jump into if you've only got 20 minutes you can jump in and run through that quite easily um, and I think it's yeah, it's just like a, a fresh face on an old, uh, an old style of, of you know an old End game uh, activity, which is um, which is really good, it keeps it fresh. And that these, these modifiers, the challenges, and the bossing things are going to change every week, I think will keep it fresh for quite a while. Um, what I got uh, 41, now this I'm trying to remember what I got from the 41, I think because again, I was only level 317 when I was playing, I wasn't 320, so my level light level drops uh, lower than things like yourself and Joe been getting a bit higher. Um, I got a from challenge mode I got a 323 uh Fury sniper rifle, which is which is which I quite like. It's one of the the old um Queen's Wrath ones that's been brought forward. Um and for the forty one, I believe it was a three twenty-one Bond. Uh I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one with the spikes on. That you that you saw from last time, and then uh, obviously the other thing that you're aiming for as well is the reputation with Varix because obviously every time you go through to another level of Varix rep, you get a package, and from that uh, you get three bounties as well for the week. Um, This week it was kill fifty enemies with heavy weapons. I think it was seventy five enemies in total and six bosses. So you had to do either seventy
0: five primary, seventy five primary,
1: yeah, seventy five primary headshots. 50 with a heavy and uh, 6 bosses so that's yeah. either uh, 2 runs of challenge mode for the 6 bosses or you could do a combination of, of the 2 modes um, and doing all of them got me up uh, moved up a, lot, a reputation level and from that I got a 323 bond as well um, so, so not too bad not too bad
0: yeah I mean I got um, lucky for me um, when in you know doing the actual challenge I actually hit the next rank with Variks so from Varix I got a 328 pulse rifle. Um from the high score I got, I believe, 325 boots. And from the Q commutative, I think t-t-t-tush. No, I got the boots from that one and the high score, I think I got a god awful um machine gun. <laughs> 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 um but you know, my kind of thoughts and opinions on it is, you know, the challenge this week is very easy. It could potentially be because of the modifiers. Um and, as Mikey says in the chat, you know the cabal boss and the forty one I did that my first time, and it was horrendous. like <laughs> we wiped quite a few times, and i'd hate that on the challenge when there's a lot you know more more modifiers on it's going to be absolutely a nightmare and um the one thing that we do like um and a lot you know it's very positive in the community is how fast it is to actually go through the challenge firstly to get rep and also to get rewards. I got a Queensbreaker's bow drop from the fourth time running it and it was it was fantastic and it just it doesn't take long it's the highest end you know highest content you can do at this point um and it's just really good and like I said, Mikey again 666 said he, you know speedruns PoE challenge to rank up again and you know it's a fantastic idea and luckily it's only three people so that again it, you know helps you know avoiding the point of the fact that you need a full fire team. And if one person drops out, you've got a LFG, et cetera. So it's, you know, for me, it's a welcome return to prison of elders. You know, it's not so much the fact of scola's, you know, facepalm it's now, you know, what's it this week? Let's, you know, let's jump in. So yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I liked it and I'm looking forward to next week, although I do hope it's a bit more challenging. So, um, but yeah, no, fantastic. Well, I think realistically, We've talked enough about the update. I think well, it's I have, time to I, mean, I,
2: I didn't hear the most important aspect of your drops. What color karma did you get? <laughs> Blue. Uh,
1: yes, think that, think that is, is the correct job. answer. <laughs> I think I got uh, one of each. I got two. Uh, one white one red one yellow one blue I think so the blue I put onto my uh, Her Fury but I'm actually going for white with my Warlocks Warlocks my main Um, I'm going because I generally wear the black the um uh, van the old guard shader, so I, I thought that would look cool with white. So I'm currently, I've only got one white chroma so far, though. So I'm, I'm waiting to get some more. But I've got a red and a yellow, sat in my vault, So I'm probably going to pass them over to some other cards. I think.
0: Yeah, I do, and I am enjoying the, the chromas, but I, I am yeah, repping blue.
2: They, <laughs> they, uh, they. When they announced that, I was like, I was just like, yes, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, we're only going to do four colors. I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Wait for it. Blue. Yes! It's like, it's just like, it's, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the primary blue is going to be there, but so, yeah. Was...
0: Pete in the chat says uh, that I got pink, that Bungie made it custom for me. <laughs> I wish, Pete. I wish. And I would rep that, so. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get on to the part I've been looking forward to more than anything. Um, it is now time for Blues to take point and to so, kick off the Focus Fire Chats side yeah, of the podcast. No.
2: Um, I guess we can really quick just run through what the prison is, you know, since that's definitely yeah. the big the big aspect of the update, um, other than Moolock, which is what I've taken to calling him just to spite everybody. <laughs> we decided that it was a yeah there was there was a stream and I'm going to just go and be honest that there might have been sleep deprivation and alcohol involved and we decided that Mulock is well we decided that to take in our pokemon and it was it was a really weird stream of consciousness but anyways his name's Mulock according to our stream <laughs> now so cuz everyone I guess I guess it was a big debate on how to pronounce his name whether it was Malak or I don't know Malak Malak oh. I don't know. So just to just to clarify, I I'm I'm notorious for just not pronouncing things correctly. I just make up nicknames. So <laughs> but to to talk about the prison, I mean, the prison was a really interesting thing when it was first introduced because of what it what it kind of symbolized within the reef in general like it was it was a housing unit of these just titanic forces and no one really under no one really understood how the the woken were able to capture the creatures that they stored some of them weren't necessarily captured Um, some of them you know like quadron were just there chilling waiting for they you know they thought they were going to get power from killing the guardians and so they were just there and you know, by their own choice. And some of them might have been co or, like might've had an agreement, like your, uh, your primus, uh, what was it? Or no, the Val, What's his face? Rainbow shield. Trog. Oh yes. Yes. But well, Who wants to be St. 14, but failed. Um, <laughs> the uh and, and so that i mean the broken sh- or the broken legion you know there's there's a there's a theory out there that you know he might have agreed to be in the prison with verix because verix verix won't tell you how they got there he just kind of mumbles his way through and changes the subject and so like there's but then you have Skolas, who you know was a prisoner a very very apparent prisoner and you know he wasn't he, you know he wasn't a weak creature and now we have the taken which are in there and so but to kind of kind of step back first the prison was kind of a a hold it's a holding environment for all these very powerful creatures and very powerful entities and and You know, if you read the Grimoire card about, you know, let's just read the 9, the Prison of Elders, there's a paragraph that says, The Prison of Elders is full of dangerous prizes. The Awoken have captured titanically dangerous specimens from everywhere in the inner solar system. These monstrous champions want to smash Guardian Bone and Guardian Alloy, and given the chance, they'll kill Guardians, rend their ghosts, and snuff them out forever. Walk into the arena with a fire team you trust, and beware—the agents of the Nine are active in the reef, and their curiosity is as limitless as it is inscrutable. So, there's—I mean—and there's a lot to take out of that. I mean, first off, these are these are entities that are capable of killing guardians, which you know we have proven is not an easy feat. It's doable, but it's it's not an easy feat. I mean, the Cabal are sh- desperately searching for a way to do just that. And the Hive, you know, the Hive have kind of figured it out with Crota and Oryx and stuff with the paracausal understanding that they have. They know how to kind of erase Guardians. And, the you know, the Vex are working their own way around the problem. So these are, these are entities that have the capability of crushing Guardians. And yet the Awoken have somehow frozen them. Into the the prison, which is a very very big nod to the power of the Awoken. It's primarily mm. the Queen, because that's who is doing, you know, who runs this. Um, the other the other fun fact that everyone really kind of glosses over. There's a couple of us who have kind of pointed this out, especially recently, is the the fact that it says agents of the Nine, not agent. So we mm. all we all know one agent, Zer. <laughs> And everyone loves to hate him. But <laughs> this is plural. And that means that there are, you know, it, it's basically confirmation. There are more agents of the nine. There is there is a, you know, the same sense that we have the disciples of Osiris, which again, plural, we have disciple. We all know Brother Vance, but we don't know, you know, we do know that Sister Fifeora and then uh, Sister... Uh, what's her name? I'm going to blank on her name. There's three disciples that we know for, of, but we only have seen yeah. the one. So there's kind of a point, you know, just an interesting point here. And then there's also the theory that the entire point of our initial introduction to the prison was actually as a security blanket move from the queen because she felt that the nine were moving against her. And so she, and, you know, Cade has mentioned in a couple of cards that if you want to learn how to play one foe off the other, watch the queen. Because, you know, the Reef Wars, that's exactly what she did. She played the fallen houses like a fiddle. And now she owns them. and Or owns the house. Well, owned the house on winter. And she has Variks mm-hmm. in there as well. But... There's a theory that they invited the guardians originally into the reef, not because of any altruistic motives of their own, but surely because they that the queen was like, hey, the nine are kind of moving against me. They they did the whole thing. She sent them skolos as an apology for a mishap, and then they let him go. And it was like, Oh my god. And so then they so then they opened the gates to the guardians and That was kind of, some people saw that as her being like, you know what, if the Nine are coming at me, I want them here because they might not necessarily, quote, defend me against the Nine, but they're going to be here and they will be in harm's way, so they'll have to defend themselves. And so it's a a very Machiavellian move of positioning the pieces on the board so that she profits, which, again, ties into the fact that She's not really dead, but we're not going to get into that theory because that's going to get me in trouble. But because, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so many arguments for that. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the basis of why we got involved with the prison. No one really knows why the prison, I mean, no one really understands what the prison, why she does not just kill them. Maybe she can't kill them or whatever, but she holds them and she seems to hold them you know, keep your enemies close type of situation. Um, mm. And so that's where that, that kind of initial concept seems to be. And then we get, after the Taken King, so we now have a, you know, headless political body of the Awoken. Petra has taken up the power, the position, I think it's called the Queen's Wrath position, actually. Um, But there there is a leader but you have you have dissent between uh the teshians and petra the teshians are the um the cyber witches which are that's what they're called and they're really really fascinating but because they seem to be augmented i don't want to say cyborgs but that's kind of what they are they have cybernetic enhancements but at the same time they have the capability of uh, summoning and controlling to a degree the harbingers, which were those immense, uh, immense bombs, basically that we see in the beginning of the mm-hmm. Taken King, and we don't know anything about the harbingers. We know that apparently they're sentient to a degree because they can have children, but we don't actually know what they are. There's a there's a number of theories out there. Is are yeah. they are they the souls of Ahamkara? Are they the you know the the souls of other worms? Are they I've seen a couple theories where it involves potentiality and in the time travel, you know, how that works in our parallel universes. Um yeah. there's there's a ton of theories on what a harbinger is. We just know yeah. that they are immensely powerful. Because Yeah, I
0: think Mark, um you touched on that, didn't you? In when we were doing touching on Telesto. I think you right. were touching yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah. apparently Telesto is powered by
2: the essence of a harbinger. Yes. So that's where that, well, that yeah. Yeah. comes
1: yeah. from. Well, it's something to do with the research behind
2: it, yeah, 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 and then we know that they used uh, they used the harbinger and the Reef Wars and kind of just completely obliterated things. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just like well, the, and I don't, I think it was, I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was just one, and they completely just annihilated half of the fallen force. I mean, it was, it was an immense, it's an immensely powerful artifact, and so that, so we're we're now at a point where there's a lot of people who are asking, you know, hey, this is a temp, this is a physical, physical prison. There is nothing overtly supernatural or paracausal about the, the boundaries of the prison, other than the fact that it is immensely powerful because it can contain these creatures, whether or not, you know, Quadron is an exception because Quadron as a gate Lord kind of can just create a gate to wherever he wants, given that if if he has a, if he has a, a functioning gate, as a gate lord he controls the network access so he can the fact that he is quote unquote stuck in the prison they kind of explain that as quadron doesn't he's not really a prisoner <laughs> he just lives there <laughs> like he's there by choice and so that's how they kind of got around that whole issue but but other than him everything else seems to kind of be stuck you know they they're all stuck in this prison so then they introduce the taken and the taken have this capacity to teleport which all of us are probably familiar with it's very annoying to kill them when they keep teleporting around and then they also you know they they're not bound by physical causality um in the same sense that most in, inhabitants of our reality are and so the question was well how are they how are they keeping them in this prison and they actually have... One of the 11 cards that they released was a report from the Tessians, or, well, it's technically from a Crow, but it's reporting to Variks, which is the very interesting thing, is Petra is not involved in this whole thing. And again, Petra is running the Reef, so there is a very, very big disconnect in the the, the power structure in the Reef right now. And this is kind of clarifying that the Tessians used to be there were 7 and 3 of them were killed and one of those 3 was actually the coven mother uh shuro shuro was kind of uh she kind of rep she she always seemed kind of more like an even keel personality whereas the there was one uh oh i think it was calix no, it wasn't calyx that's a boss um Kali I think there was the Kali was the one that was very very confrontational and was actually mm. vying for Coven mother position and she was she Shiro Kali, and one more I can't remember the the last one, but they were all killed in the intro scene to the taken king, so the Tetchons don't or i'm I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Techen's don't really have a leadership. So they're kind of just, they're just there right now they don't even have a full coven anymore. And so they, they're doing all this research on the taken, but they're actually reporting to house judgment, which is Varric's who, who runs the prison. So it kind of makes sense that they're reporting to him for this, but at the same time, they're not including Petra. And it says without the influence of Shurochi, their natural mistrust of the reef's new leadership has led to personality clashes. So, and, and it continues. It says the Techons were very used to their relationship with the throne. While the queen's wrath is trying to monitor hotspot issues. she is being met with challenges at every turn. So it's, so, so needless to say, your your monarch has died, and so political and personality differences are going to kind of flare up. There are people mm. who, you know, there's a the card also from the Taken King that is from, I believe it is from one of the paladins, who is, research, who is looking for, you know, doing a damage count, basically. And she reports back to Petra, and she says, hey, you know, this is my recommendation. We advise that we... Log them as being, you know, the people who are dead, and she lists off the paladins, the three tetians, and then she says the queen, and she. But at the end of the report, she says, "Please note, however, that it is not your responsibility to, to publicly announce their death." And so, even even in hmm. the awoken ranks, there is a there is a feeling of, you know, we don't really want to say the queen is dead, because queen can't like there's there's almost like a sense of like the queen can't die like that's not that's not possible she's too powerful hmm. and so even even within in game like you know as players we all are pretty sure that she's not dead but even in game there's like this sense of that's not what like that's not possible so it's it's very interesting on that front but then you start reading into the, the taken in research and so the way that they are actually containing them is that they are I almost want to say they're kind of like copying I think that's not really co- they're 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 researching the powers to kind of create what's called it like well basically what's interference and so they they're running interference to their re, their existence in a way to contain them within the prison is pretty much the basic gist of what they're doing and it's really kind of interesting reading some of the stuff that they're doing, especially near the end of uh it's the report taking power and if you go to Ishtar Collective and you just type in the Taken King, there's a there's a clumping and it's the Taken King April update and they'll have all the eleven cards that were added. Um, mm. And this is one of them. And it's and it's just one of those, again, it's talking about all this different stuff. There's some redacted, you know, stuff. You learn, apparently, that there is assassination attempts on Petra. So, you know, that's that just happened. And the Techons really don't like Petra, is what this basically confirms. But the other thing is, down near the bottom, there is a there's a bullet point thing of basically notes that they explain what they're doing to keep the Taken in. And my favorite part is the sound issue. They're apparently high frequency sound from taken screams can shatter plastics and burst blood vessels. And that sounds all sorts of horribleness. So, (laughs) but I mean, so to answer the question of how they're keeping the taken in, we don't really, we don't understand the specifics, but they basically are kind of augmenting the prison walls in a fashion to retain them within the designated space. So space magic is the long, it's the short answer. So <laughs> that's for, all but, you I mean, it's, it's really funny though. Cause they keep, they keep referring to noise whenever they're doing the taken. And it's just, you know, we have another taken card. Um, no, oh, which one is it? It's, I want to say it's Psylocke and Psylocke is just like screaming the entire time. Like he's just yeah, I think it is. I look, yeah, right. he's yeah because he, he's because there is there's another big theory that we're trying to figure out. Um, I'm, I'm on one side of the camp. I know a couple people are on a different side, but it's the question of are the Taken independent? Are they like if you create a Take if Orks created a Taken while Orks was still here, were they capable of independent thought or were they just basically extensions of his will? I always I personally always had the theory that they were kind of like I don't know if you're familiar with the multiple man from Marvel but like he creates or man Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen they create copies yeah. of themselves but those copies while they are copies and immediate of them you know they immediate copies they're capable of independent thought within the parameters of the original cop or the original model right i mean manhattan dr manhattan is the prime example he was able to you know multi-locate and you could argue technically that they were the same person but they were existing at the same time so they were different people and they were able to be independent of the the quote-unquote original so mm. it was kind of the you know that 's kind of how I understood the taken um some people you know hold that the taken are completely and utterly puppets of oryx, and that Psylocke is kind of kind of pointing to that because Oryx is now gone, and so Psylocke is one of these taken, and he all of a sudden doesn 't have a puppet master and he 's like mm. screaming because he doesn 't have a puppet master. So we, we have a you know we have some instances of this, and then the card for Mulok, or Malok, however you want to <laughs> however you want to do that is Mulok. Mulak. he's got he looks like a cow. That's just what I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that story. <laughs> um, the uh, the confirmation in this card was that we have another point towards Savathun um who actually is his mother so this is this is the ah. son of Savathûn who was actually put into Oryx's court to betray him to basically poison <laughs> the Light and Oryx's response was I'm going to take you and now you now instead of betraying me you're going to betray Savathûn and be my loyal servant which is kind of the point, you know. Before, when we had just the grasp, there was a there was a number of comments about dutiful, um, dutiful donate or ah, dutiful tribute. I think was what it was. Mm. And it, I'm like, there's there's kind of an idea in the back of my head that you know he's he's been feeding, he was trying to feed Oryx blighted light, poisoned light, to to poison Oryx from within. And Orcs basically caught him and was like, you know, that's cute. No, not. <laughs> not the best nephew. either. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're going to get taken. And now you're completely now. And he says, yeah, I name you Malak, which means my poison, a prize to taunt Sister Savathun, steal now for me. And so he, he kind of turned it on its its head. So, that I mean, and so that kind of explains that whole um, that whole idea of the dutiful tithing that he would do if he was doing that tithing prior to him being taken that would be because he was trying to poison him and if he was doing the tithing after he was taken it could be even that he was stealing light from savathun and giving it to oryx because that's his entire point is to taunt to taunt savathun which kind of indicates that he's still in touch with savathun but he's also now stealing from her and giving to oryx instead of the other way around so there's a lot of it for, and then and then there's the Resel card which is just awesome but i don't know if we have do we have time for that one because <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> in that Resel card or do you guys have any, do you i mean what uh what would you guys like to i kind uh, of yeah i mean uh, mark have you got any preference
1: no i will let blue <laughs> take it wherever he wants to go i'm I'm loving this <laughs> okay well yeah no i mean like, i mean, you know, i can and- <laughs> I can just
2: ramble so i i'm I'm completely capable of just rambling on so um the rezel card, which we kind of talked about with the Kotaku thing, is really really it's a good read, like just just straight up it's a fun read um it's another glimpse into a well what we called it what they were called were at the time was risen so this was before they were known as guardians um and this is just like it's just it's called uh rezil war without end and it's basically let's see it's two i think it's just two encounters the last one is the the fun one but yeah, so it, yeah, it's just two, it's basically two encounters and it's just how he personally responds to the, um, the situations as a guardian or as a, as a risen. So it kind of shows a possible nod at what we could expect if we were to ever, you know, get the much requested book, which would be amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, is like so it it's it's basically it confirms that he is a Titan. Uh we know now that he is at least the capability he has of Striker Titan from his mm-hmm. his destruction of the unknown unknown <laughs> Kel. Which was I? I've never heard striker and destruction in the same. Oh things. no, no, that would never happen at all. Or you know, <laughs> charging into a situation with the intent of being killed—that would never, ever be a guardian tactic <laughs> at all. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just, oh, it's so amazing. But the amount of times I've done that in strikes, i am just gone oh, Leroy oh, Jenkins, yeah, and then it, literally, the thing, Mark, it's like, can you pick me up? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but the and the great thing is, is like it shows. It shows that you know it's we we have another example of a ghost that has personality. I can't I can't help but read his ghost as somewhat of a C three PO. He's like, this yeah. is a bad idea, and he's like, shut up, <laughs> and just just <laughs> trust me. And he's like, okay, fine. Like it's just like I just totally see his ghost with a C three PO voice, but that's because I'm a giant Star Wars person. So I'm trying to find. I love C3PM. Yeah. I, what, I mean, if you, and his red arm. And red arm oh god, the red arm. <laughs> oh jeez. That made me laugh. <laughs> that red arm. Let me see where it, like it's just uh, it's just such a... if you guys haven't if anyone hasn't read this, I I cannot I can't re- it's an extremely long card, so I'm not going I'm not gonna subject everybody to reading it, but Go and read it. Like if you're not going to read any Grimoire Card, read this one because it just is really. It's a really. It's a really quick read, but it is a pretty lengthy one. Which mm. doesn't. That seems like it would contradict each other, but it's not because you get caught up in it, and it's just the way that the the strategy the strategy that you see is just. I just keep going back. To, it's just awesome, and mm. there's a theory right now that this is. A, I just read a theory. Oh, who was it? I think it was RG TGD over on Reddit and from the focused fire group made the point. He thinks that this might be the one of the Kells of Winter, um, because of the placement, the geographical placement that is hinted at in the card, uh, in the Tuscan Valley. Um, I'm trying to remember his argument off the top of my head. It's there was uh we know that the winter house was active in oh it was a South American country and I can't remember which one, but this this he he did some random looking up and the Tescan Valley doesn't actually exist, but there was a comment about shrubbery and pine trees and then if you look at Colum- I think it was Columbia, and there's pine. I think he he basically has this huge thing where he like walks through ge- like he went through Google Earth and was like looking at the geography of this area, <laughs> and he points out that there's a valley here and there's a valley that they're talking about, and so there's a chance that Bungie just kind of renamed it, and mm. but but he's so his his theory is that this is actually the House of Winter. It's a theory. We don't we don't have any confirmation on it. it I I think it's a pretty valid theory. Because mm. in the card, it says "Unfilm um, a catch with unfamiliar markings hung low between two two peaks uh, and so there so we don't we don't know we don 't really have i don 't remember there being colors i don 't think there was any colors mentioned, which you know of course would have been super Ooh. useful <laughs> would have been helpful <laughs> yeah. oh, god so in but yeah he so basically wrestled leroy Jenkins it and gets himself killed. And the entire point of it is that he wants the Kel to come out and, like, basically try to teabag him. And in true fashion, he waits for the teabagging to occur, rezzes, and then Titan smashes the Kels in the face. So don't teabag. It's a valid Titan. Don't, don't teabag Striker saying. Titans because <laughs> apparently they now have the capability of self resing. Or have a warlock nearby. Or him. have a, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't, or they have a hunter that's invisible and is just waiting for you. So don't, that's don't true. teabag Titans. Just, that's just the, <laughs> the general consensus of this card is it's very bad form and impolite. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's, Oh my gosh, this card is just awesome. And Oh no, it's three. It is three. I forgot the defensive North channel. Um, It's just, it's just, It gives us another look at what Guardians, like the personality of the Guardians. And I think that as, you know, so much of the lore exploration is so much, so like detail oriented that sometimes we kind of disconnect from the actual story. Sometimes, and I don't know, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but like if you're ever in, if you're ever in like Ghost Stories chat or our chat, when we're really going into detail... Sometimes we forget to look at the tree for our examination of the leaf. And I'm completely guilty of this. Uh, I will do this all the time. And so then when we get cards like this, it's just really, really cool. Because you're like, oh, oh, wow. Like, this this is really what we do as guardians in the game. And Mm. so, to me, it's just a refreshing change of pace. And that's why I absolutely love it. Plus, it confirms... A number of theories, so you know that's always <laughs> useful too. It opens up a ton more questions, but
0: so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be law destiny no, law no, bungie grimoire yeah. without that
2: <laughs> hey we're gonna answer we're gonna answer one of your questions but we'll make you have fifteen more so it's a it's an even trade for for bungie so no, definitely but I mean yeah so that's that's my general take on rezil is he's a striker titan and don't teabag him because yeah gets, he gets really pissed <laughs> I mean, off.
0: The first time he was brought up in the lore, was it a, I believe, was it a dead ghost that was found
2: in the, was it Fogoth? Yes. I think there was one, no, yeah. No, this one, no, hang on. This is the one that's in Fogoth. No, this maybe, is the one, Or oh, no, right. maybe the other one was in Fogoth. I don't remember. I I I usually, I tend to like in-game run through ghost collections in like one sitting. Yeah. And I just, the reason I remember this one is because it was a giant pain to get to. I had to, <laughs> the port we, like me, me and one of my other, uh, mo- one of the moderators from the focus fire, we were running and she was like, yeah, we'll show you where it is. And they showed this to me and thank God I was on my Titan because I love my hunter, but no, like ghost hunting, you need to have the catapult. Option because the the control is just so much better, especially for this one, because you have to like go Mm. like this is, this is the one for those of it, for those who haven't gotten it yet. This is the one you go into Fogoth's chamber and he's chained up and you go like all the way to the back, right? And you have to jump around the corner and up onto a ledge that doesn't exist because they're a holes and grab it while, like basically while you're in air, you have to snag this thing. And it's just, uh, we, we had, we kept getting paired up with this poor random. And I'm sure this guy was super confused why we weren't shooting Fogoth, because we were just ignoring everything and trying to get this ghost. It took me <laughs> way too long, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, the original one might've been, cause I know when, uh, I know there was another one down there, Earlier, and so this might have been. Mm. This is war without end. The other one is uh, it's the before the before these walls, and that the the first one before these walls was the one that confirmed that. You know, it kind of gave us a backstory of what guardians were before we had guardians, and they were the risen. Mm. Um, Oh, okay, Maxwell, thank you, and Chad. Yes, the other one was in Fogoth. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yes, Max, I agree. He's asking for Albios lore, and (laughs) Albios Five Lives. Albios is like one of the biggest teases out there right now because it talks about the Ahamkara dealing with a warlock on a swamp in Venus. It's it's very very (laughs) frustrating that we don't have anything on him, but back to Rezel. i mean rezzle so we know like he was arisen, which was the term that was given to guardians before they were guardians um which is appropriate if you think about it you know we're dead we we in the focus fire chat we often refer to ourselves as space liches um i know a lot of people call us zombies we're not we're not actually zombies because we we um we have cognitive thought and we don't eat brains um we're more liches it's just a point of pride as a fantasy RPG player that we are liches, and
0: um, yeah, I mean, we, we actually had um, someone contact us because uh, we were just do you know we we don't you know go into law as as in depth as yourself, and you know we just you know brush upon it, and someone contacted us on our Facebook page and basically said. You know, the whole theory of what are the travellers actually, you know, evil, you know, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, etc. And he just said there's a there's a grimoire card and I can't remember it for the life of me, but it describes us as the traveler's zombies coming to I'm 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 sure it's is it a fall a fallen. Oh no, yeah. about
2: uh the corpses. The, yeah. Uh, cor- that's it, there's yeah. nothing there's nothing more stubborn than a corpse. Mm. That's a that's the Resputin, Resputin railing against uh I think Rose respute and railing against the stranger because he said you 're not one of them because there 's nothing more stubborn than a corpse, and you 're listening to me basically because he was trying to that was the card that he was trying to get the stranger to teach him how to time travel, which you know that 's a terrifying yeah. thought Yeah. <laughs> so we already we already kind of questioned your motives let 's give you the ability to jump through time because that is Skynet in a in a <laughs> nutshell. Hey, I have I can I can send an EXO that's we'll just call it a T one thousand. Just you know, just, just because we can. And he's gonna go back in time and protect us from this really crazy kid called John Connor. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's every time sure, every time okay, someone's somewhere before yeah, every time someone talks about Resputin and time travel, that's all that I can hear in my head is that's a bad idea. Like I, I'm mm. pretty sure we have a couple movie series about why that's a bad idea. So, have you seen this boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I mean, okay. Just completely going off a different tangent because this is what we do at RTO. Um, last week we went off on a, a wild tangent, saying what if you could fight any kind of celebrity or character in Destiny? Oh, what geez. would it be? I I chose arnie and predator
2: <laughs> if you could fight
0: yeah and think of the arena and and everything and what would you you know my yeah you know, what would you choose like, i think mark did you choose what
1: uh, i said danny trail that's I said, it no,
2: yeah. you would lose
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you just run away <laughs>
2: just yeah that's exactly, that's exactly nope 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 just run away oh man that's a tough yeah i would have to I, I think someone to... said Miley Cyrus
0: <laughs> on the wrecking ball. Well, yeah, that's, oh jeez.
2: <laughs> oh geez, oh man, that's a that is a tough one. Like, I guess my my point is, do I want to win or do I just want to laugh? Because <laughs> I'm just I'm stuck in a Marvel funk right now, so yeah. I'm thinking like Iron Man or an equivalent of a cybernetic suit of some kind like Adam or Iron Man from DC, uh, the Adam project. That would be really cool just because again, (laughs) I can't separate myself from the story aspect of it, but like, I'm just thinking of like the, uh, the ability to don a suit to get a somewhat pseudo power of exos, but not be an exo itself. Yeah, yeah. It would be really cool. Kind of like uh, the power suit from Fallout. I think that would be an awesome component. Because I'm assuming that if I fight the person and I actually manage to win, I get to take his stuff. I call, I, call, I call dibs <laughs> call on dibs. his stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to go I think with Mr. that.
0: Maxwell, uh, Mr. Maxwell, Mr. Maxwell House said he would fight Dr. Strange. No, see, That's I want to win. choice.
2: I want to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't want to win, I'd be totally going with Deadpool. Just because. Oh, God. It's actually, hilarity because I would love to hear him <laughs> poke fun at the game player, but but yeah. So
0: yeah, another one and, then. And, just a very another one, quick one then, mm-hmm. if, if you don't mind. Who would you have as your ghost? Deadpool. Any celebrity? Deadpool. Deadpool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think mean, we had. You have to understand, like that's like one of my favorite. Deadpool and Punisher are like some of my favorite. Well, actually, speaking of which, if you haven't seen the new Daredevil series. They do amazing justice to the Punisher in season two, but yeah, we're watching that just in, just
0: yeah, I think episode ten. I'm up to.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so good, so so good. But yeah, Deadpool because again, <laughs> the breaking of the fourth wall. I just I yeah. can't get past yeah, that. It's true. Yeah, That's good. Yeah,
0: so we had, who but, did we um, have? We had with Doc Brown. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Uh, I think it was Al Pacino. We get some good ones to here.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: This is us on a weekly basis, by oh, the way. No, just no, something will is, come, to us. Yeah, come to us and we'll just is, ask, yeah, ask it straight out. So. <laughs> that's, what,
2: that's, what, that's the beauty of live streaming. You know, you get to deal with it's all true. the technical difficulties <laughs> and you get to do all the fun, hey, what ifs. Um, really quick, though, in the chat, you know, there's the, the conversation that's going on about the, uh, the philosophical question of, yeah. you know, the Guardians. And I kind of touched on this with our last podcast because our last podcast was Light and Darkness, which fair warning, if you listen to that podcast, we don't get to touch on like nearly half of what we wanted to touch on because it's such a broad subject. But we kinda i kinda I've kind of been thinking about that you know recently, and over the past couple of days I've kind of come up with this big theory that i i'm kind of dubbing the anima universum theory um that explains you know that exact thing the philosophical question of what is a guardian like what what is the point of a guardian and you know there's the there's a lot of there's a lot of flavor text on on items there was one you know max and chat had the one. From I think it was the Festival of the Lost, and it says, Are you are you the dream of a sleeping god or the nightmare of a dead one? And I think that was a that was a consumable. But the ones that I really like when you when we get asked this question is actually the seraph armor. It's a really kind of a really cool little piece of armor, and I wanna say it's hang on, let me look at real quick because I was not ready for I was not ready for my philosophical question to come up so I can totally talk about (laughs) it I can totally (laughs) talk about it but it's a it's just a rare and it's basically talking about where we were before we were resurrected as guardians and like Seraph the Seraph reform and they're warlock it's warlock armor and it's a Seraph reform one is maybe we were someplace good you know and then the ghost took us away and and then there is the the arm that says what do you think happened to us before the ghost woke us up the bond said the bond is actually my favorite one it says some of the city folk call us angels others take a different view i can just i love that just the whole cuz the definition of seraph is an angel and so it's just one of those kind of plays on that word and then the boots say, wherever we were, do you think it was, Do you think it sometimes wants us back? And so this kind of ties into a theory that, well, not a theory, but a a model of the universe that we're kind of building. Uh, Bife has talked about it a little bit with his psycho mutable netherverse, which is basically the ascendant realm. And so what we know is we have the physical world, right? The world that we all live and fight in and then we have what's called the ascendant realm or what we've kind of started calling the netherverse. And in this netherverse, the f- the rules of physics don't really apply. It's actually more of what's called psychomutable, which is basically we can will it to do whatever we want. And which doesn't make a lot of sense to us if you just like you have to you have to sit down and kind of chew on that for a little bit to kind of get the 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 weight of that concept. Because what that means is that literally you can manipulate the realm with your mind. You don't have to manipulate it with your body. And so if you kind of pictured that as an afterlife, which is kind of a repository of the, the soul, um, you can kind of see there's there's my 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 personal theory is that light is just an animating force. It's not actually a soul. And there's a separation between the, the entity, our individuality, our minds, and the, the, uh, the animating force. It's a very Aristotelian model. But the, the entire point is, is that the Traveler's Light is this, this ginormous amount of animation potential. And that gets embedded in us. Which is why when we, when we are resurrected, the ghost, we know this from the grimoire, but the ghost has to ask the Guardian to come back. Um, the reason why we know this is there's a scannable item. It's uh, pod. Hang on, pod ten two o one, in Cade's mission or Cade's stash mission, and he speaks about how he tried to resurrect this individual within the pod, but the individual decided that he didn't want to. He had gone to sleep because the the war, he, the last war he had fought, was enough to last thousands of lifetimes, and so we also know that the ghost. It's not, it, and to me, that tells me that the ghost isn't a one to one ratio. I know a lot of people think that the ghost is kind of like that soulmate type thing. Um, I, I take that entire scannable item to point that that's not true. The ghost can choose to resurrect anybody who's physically and psychologically compatible with the ability to translate the traveler's light into a, uh, a manifestation of the paracausal capabilities. Which brings us to the paracausal thing, which I know we throw, like, lore people throw paracausal around a lot. Um, So, just real quick, paracausality is basically the sidestepping of the cause and effect of physical reality. Um, The the best example to be seen here is the fact that the Guardian is still alive. Um, Physical cause and effect would dictate that you die, you stay dead. Every time you're resurrected, you are exercising a paracausal capability and defeat and sidestepping that cause and effect. Um, another example is the, basically the summoning of your super, you know, a titan bubble. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't create that out of every, anything necessarily. You actually will it into existence upon the reality that you're in. And so that's a paracausal capability. And the Hive, ironically, have the same capability they're taught by the worm gods rituals that allow them to augment paracausal capabilities in the similar fashion that the guardians are taught. You know, you'll notice that whenever a guardian summons his super, there's a little animation sequence that he goes through and it's always the same. You know, the Titan does the, the hands out to the side, which causes the bubble, the, the, uh, the hunter with the golden gun will hold his hand up high and summon the golden Mm. gun. Uh, the warlock has wings. I think is pretty much the one that comes to mind immediately. Um, the the resurrection, you know, the self-res and with the wings of flame. There's always these rituals, and the rituals. And we actually, we actually just got done with this conversation because now we're thinking, you know, for new subclasses, just you know, just kind of a thought that we had in the chat the other day was, what happens if you change hmm. the ritual? Like, what happens if instead of you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, as a Titan who is Void Energy, I don't want to summon a barrier. I want to summon a sword. Like, is there a way to change the ritual to manifest that element in a different way? And so, that's that's pretty much our average chat is <laughs> figuring, <laughs> figuring out the details of this. So, I mean, not not to get, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to rein myself in on that one too, but as far as like the the philosophical definition of a guardian i mean it it, there's a reason why we're called guardians and it's to protect you know we get told a lot that we we are the dead that are reanimated to fight the wars of the living for the living and that's exactly what it is you know that's that is what it is so and yeah the chat max is max is having fun with this one yeah so, i mean <laughs> it 's just i mean and then, and another a really a really good example of the paracausal puncture of reality is um, the explanation if if you really want a good example, go read the shadow shot uh, grimoire card for the night stalker because in that i think it 's in that card or it might be in the quest, but anyway in that process, he explains how the hunter summons the dusk bow and he, he, the way he explains it is you literally punch a hole into reality and grab a handful of void energy and pull it out of the netherverse into reality. It's like you're literally punching your way through. You're creating, you know, creating a wound which some people might know that's how the hive do things. You're, pun- you're creating a wound in re- out the fabric of space time, and you're pulling this void energy, which is the underlying energy of the universe and destiny. You're pulling a handful of that back into reality, and then that shapes into a bow upon which you can, you can shoot. So mm. it's, it's, incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. It really is. You could get lost, in, oh, like yeah, you said, yeah, you could go, you you
0: get lost in it so much. It's unbelievable. So,
2: but yes, this is why I'm kind of slightly insane. So this is this is what I mean. I'm I'm not even going to balk at saying that. Welcome. So you're in good company.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, no, fantastic. And um, I think I think that wraps it up this week, does it? I think we're all I think we're all done. Really, I think the only thing I would really like to ask everyone is something I said on my Twitter. Really, was the updates? You know, it's it's, it's come and gone now. <laughs> <laughs> what does everyone think of the strength and weaknesses of the actual the actual update so I'm right to start with Mark uh,
1: strengths like uh, selling it's just it's just put a fresh new face on you know rather than obviously it's a free update so I mean when we have new things it's generally the paid content so but what it's done is it's it's given a facelift to uh, you know the old prison developers and then like updated the, the current end game being the raid and trials of osiris to compensate for the upper light level i think it's not really well um and i think the new cosmetic uh, in things like the chromas and the new the new armor are really are really good um sweetness the, the only one really i think might be like we said before for some of the more hardcore um it, it may be a little bit short-lived because i say you, like like blue said you're getting people up three three four three three five already and it may be a little bit you know, yes. short for them and they may feel it is aimed too much towards the casual side um, and just the only other thing really is the little bugs that seem to be popping up here and there I, mean, I don't know if anybody else has this but I currently have a quest I think it was a Red Bull one called Speed and Finesse which now since I've uh, completed it was to do uh, two timed Uh, missions at outbound signal and uh, I can't remember what the other one was but now it says I can hand this in to Amanda Holiday but it's not letting me do it it just comes up Uh, there's no reward, there's no quest, I don't know whether that's a bug or that's just something with my my personal account but if anybody else has had this happen um, please let me know but apart, I think it's quite a strong update to be honest Uh, I don't see a lot of weakness in it
2: Awesome Blue I, I mean, yeah, I think that <laughs> as a free update, this is awesome. Um, again, I'm a super casual player as far as, like, actual game play. Um, the reason why I love the lore so much is because I can actually do that. <laughs> while I'm not gaming, I can actually do that on the, you know, on the run or running around town with the, the little guy and stuff like that. I can actually research stuff and I can chat out mm. of game. Um Yeah. So, like in game though, like a, you know we were saying, but I think before, I can only play like once or twice a week, and so I don't get the gaming capability that I used to have before I became a dad, uh, which I wouldn't trade for the the world, but it's <laughs> you know it is it is a necessary uh trade off um, so I think that having it as kind of more geared towards the casual player like we were talking about before is a huge strength i think that they, that really is something that a lot of people appreciate and but as far as a weakness yes i think the downside to gearing it towards per, the casual player is exactly what you guys were saying it's for those who do have the time to you know spend weeks and weeks and weeks preparing for this yeah they're going to you know max light immediately nearly and I, I just I've never been the type of person to burn through content. So for me, it's like I, I still have stuff left from the original Taken King <laughs> that I haven't gotten around to. So I, I made a joke before the update came out. I was like, yeah, you guys are raising the ceiling. I haven't even gotten close. So I'm I'm completely <laughs> happy with everything. It's yeah. just, you know. But um, yeah, I, I just I think that the changes that they're making is a huge step in the right direction for yeah. the game uh game storytelling game mechanic wise i haven't really experienced it enough to say whether or not i'm a hundred percent behind it i from what i've played i've played the quest i've gotten my taken sword which i'm really liking um (laughs) i think that it's not it doesn't feel like it's significantly different in my opinion um so yeah I, i don't i don't have any giant critiques plus it's free so you know that's yeah. that's the defense i keep going back to i was like i can't be super super critical because i didn't really i didn't have to pay for it like i didn't i mean we yeah. paid for it but we didn't like pay for it like a, a normal dlc or a, a, you know mm. another game would be so yeah in my yeah, mind, no, I agree. that's just, it's a cherry on top of the game that i already love
0: so yeah yeah i mean just to kind of give you a background uh the community uh the guys in the chat um Max says it think it was short, but you have to realize it was free and uh, If the rumor read it has it true, it could be very, very interesting um Pete said there was not enough exotics added um <laughs> however, better rewards from faction packages um and I also think he admitted to neglecting his child, so uh, <laughs> uh, we might <laughs> I think I might just there. Uh, you in there a bit. Sorry, Um But also on Twitter, um, we had at uh, Stubborn Facts. He said he, uh pretty fantastic. Hashtag Titan Brother. It's uh, another member of the Titan Master Race. Uh, he loves the infuse system and drops have been pretty decent. Definitely satisfied overall. And then at Matt Brooks. Um, strengths of it are one to one infusion, multiple sources of 335 gear. However, the weaknesses are no content above 320 apart from PvP. So. Um, yeah no it it seems to be going it's really positive and like we said earlier on the lack of salt in the community at the moment is fantastic i'm just hoping like it's not the the hard cause that will cause said salt and bring it back really but um it's been absolutely fantastic playing and it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you as well lou um yeah definitely And that's it from us this week. Um, We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you want us to do it again, let us know because, I mean, I had an absolute blast. Um, I'm just – I'm hopefully talking on behalf of all RTO. Um, Don't forget we release every Sunday evening GMT on iTunes and our own website, uh, which is www.returntoorbitpodcast.podbean.com. Um, While you're on iTunes, if you were there, just show us a little love, a little rate and review. Um, And if you just can't wait until our next episode, you can contact us on Twitter at RTO Podcast. Or if you want to get some quality alone time with one of us, you can find me at JTRTO, Mark.
1: Uh, I'm at
0: RTO Skid. And as ever, the Facebook Return to Orbit podcast page. Um, On the Podbean page, you can leave us a voicemail um, directly via the SpeakPipe link on the right-hand side of the page. And uh, we'll obviously play as many as possible. And we'll obviously love
2: chatting and hearing from you. Blue, where can everyone find you? Uh, Primarily, we can just be found on our website. It's www.focusfirechat.com. That will take you to our Podbean site. And that has links to everything. Um, I know there was a hiccup on the the chat link, but I fixed it last night. So thank you for pointing that out. I cannot recall who pointed it out, but I fixed it. So... (laughs) yay um (laughs) and then on twitter we're just at focus fire chat uh the individual twitter handles um i'm at blue crew underscore 86 uh willie and justin justin is at justinsane0516 and then willie is at the brink job and those are our individual twitters but you don't don't feel obligated to follow us on there just Give us a follow over on Focus Fire. We pretty much pump all the information related to chat through that Twitter account. On Twitch, it's pretty you know pretty straightforward. Twitch.tv/slash Focus Fire Chat. We we stream a lot of gameplay throughout the week, and then our normal podcast is like you said at the beginning of the episode, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Central standard time um and that is just a re it's usually just a recap of the previous week's chat um and the link for that chat again is just on the www.focusfirechat.com site so that's predominantly where you can find us awesome yeah
0: i probably should have done that as well uh for the guys that aren't here so if you want to get to alex it's at rto underscore alex uh, Joe, our uh, normal host, at RTO underscore Vrent. Uh, Rafi at RTO underscore Jacko R. And Andy is uh, very original, RTO underscore Andy. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. And thank you to everyone in the chat for keeping us company on our first ever live stream. And uh, again, yeah, thank you very much, Blue, for you know this Anytime. mashup. It was fantastic. And uh, everyone, we'll catch you all next time when we return to Orbit.